I think people think of health, a lot of people still think of health in terms of nutrition or movement, maybe mental health now as well. Um, but what we're trying to bring is an understanding of all the different elements that go into your holistic well-being. So it's like if you are super stressed, what are the tools that can help you to manage that stress? You know, like meditation is a big one, but it's like still to so many people, the word meditation mm-hmm. is like boring, woo-woo, sitting in the lotus position. How do we, and me personally, that's the kind of journey and intention that I've got moving forward, is how can we make that more accessible? Welcome to the practice of health with me, Charlie Tunmore. The purpose of this bite-sized podcast is to empower you to take ownership of your own health. I'm a certified health coach and manage a yoga studio in London and I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt. In each episode, I explore an area of holistic health with a guest. Nutrition, movement, sleep, stress and much more. And we share tools and principles that you can implement in your life today. After all, health is a practice, not an idea. This is episode 41, Joyous Wellness Retreats, Meditation and Health Coaching with Beth Carr. Beth is a holistic health coach and joyful wellness retreat and events business co-owner with a best friend, Sam. We've already had a really in-depth conversation together, so that's episode 22. So please check that out if you haven't done so already. And that was about a year ago. There's been a lot of changes since then for both of us, lots of evolutions, and we've really kind of dived in deep to all of that, looked at wellness treats, health coaching, mindfulness, intention setting, how Beth has helped to grow a Friday swimming club in the sea, and yeah, it was a real pleasure to talk to her. We both first met uh, studying at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition for our health coach qualification. You can find out more about Beth on her Instagram at flourishwithfig and you can contact her by her email bethcar2110 at gmail.com and car is spelled C-A-R-R. To learn more about the joyful wellness treats, you can connect at figandwolf on Instagram. Through there, you can sign up to their main list and they will have a website ready by the end of September. I am very honoured to say that Plant Power is sponsoring today's episode. Plant Power is a plant-based meal service located in the reception of Diesel Gym London. Healthy meals, snacks and juices are available daily. My personal favourite is the Power Bar and it is run by my very good friend Alex Manusos. One last thing I want to talk about. Uh, If you are in the Peckham or even London area next weekend, so the 16th, 17th and 18th of September, I will be doing three free health and wellness workshops as part of Peckham Festival. I'm also going to be their resident health coach uh, on Friday. The title is Why Diets Don't Often Work. On Saturday, I've got to talk about how to have a good night's sleep 
and on Sunday it's all about how to have a healthy gut. All of it's free, I'll be based at Peckham Levels and yeah, please come check me out, they're kind of 45 minutes in length, there's lots of different events happening across the weekend and if you're keen, check out my Instagram uh, page and there should be a link on there to book your spot so I know who's coming and yeah, really looking forward to those talks and just speaking more about holistic health, uh, looking at things that are simple and accessible to practice that people can take on in their own lives. So yeah, all of that is in the show notes as well and enjoy this conversation today with Beth Carr. Beth, welcome to the Practice of Health. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's great to have another chat with you. We recorded our podcast last time, about a year ago, and a lot has changed. We've grown a lot. We've made lots of changes in our life to do with our health coaching and other parts. And yeah, I'm really grateful to have you as a friend and for have this discussion today and just find out more about what you're up to and what you can give to the listeners of this show. So yeah, welcome. Thanks for having me back. No worries. Good, what a whole year. Had a bit of reflection, haven't we, this week, and I think around, you know, what's changed, our friendship, how it's evolved, the things that we've done. Yeah, it'd be good to talk about. Thanks for having me back. No worries. Yeah, I really wanted to, when I was researching for this episode and just talking to you more, because I spent this weekend with you up north and done a lot of fun things together, being the sea, good walks, good food, good people. Um, always say how friendly it is up here and how much there's a there's a lot of things you do which kind of help to grow a community and a different kind of feel up here uh, where you're now based but one thing in particular is your wellness retreats um, your joyful wellness retreats and you've done a few now in different kind of variations and obviously working with your best friend Sam and I really like to pick your brains on what you've done so far what is a joyful wellness retreat and uh, what you've learned from them and then yeah what's next in the future that's many a question many a question so yeah (laughs) so yeah me and my best friend sam have started figure more which is a uk-based retreat and events company with a mission to make wellness accessible digestible but also most importantly i'd say fun um through you know events and retreats that allow people to nourish mind body and soul and just promote the importance of connection with like-minded others we spent a lot of time together over in sydney um we connected here in the uk back in lincoln so around lincoln when we were younger so we've known each other quite a while and we spent a year together in sydney where we kind of connected through well-being and like like-minded a like-minded joy that we had for life you know we like to like enjoy the little things we're quite humorous together and uh, we like to bring people together out there obviously we've stripped back over there from our friends our families i think that's where we really kind of felt the importance of community and also the importance of well-being right we were taken away from everything we knew and we were looking after ourselves but we were in jobs where we still kind of felt that we were stressed we were under the pump 
and it was kind of a period of our lives where we were like we don't need to live in this way we were seeing other people who were really enjoying life for what it was and you know it's a slower pace of life over there and we kind of thought why do people not live like that over in the UK and you can use any excuse you know the weather you can say I think here in the UK we're kind of not pushed into a path but it's much more normal to you go to school, you go to uni, you're going after a career. But whereas over there, it's much more of a, you kind of work to live rather than live to work. And it's a mindset shift, right? Like, yeah, the weather is not always sunshine and roses here in the UK, but really we can very easily bring a mindset back here to the UK around, it's all about balance and we can, you know, enjoy our life outside of our work life here in the UK and I think this year for me has been around exploring that personally but with the Fig and Wolf events what we really try and do is make them fun and bring more carefree joy to people's lives because I think here in the UK there's a lot more people who are in stressful jobs in stressful lives in stressful careers where they just need a bit of respite and I think when people look at health as, oh, I need to be healthier, maybe I need to eat better, or I need to move more, whatever they think they need to do, like meditate, there's a connotation of it being boring, you know? And it's like another thing to add to the list of things I need to do. And I think a reason a lot of people fail to be healthier or fail to bring these healthier practices into their lives day to day, it's because they don't enjoy them. They don't enjoy what it gives to them because they're thinking, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to go to the gym. You don't need to go to the gym. Yeah, you might benefit from moving more, but it's like, how can we make movement fun and just promote that it doesn't have to be going to the gym. You can come outside, we can go paddle boarding, we can go for a coastal walk, we can do lots of things and it's about bringing the fun enjoyment to health and wellness and bringing a bit of that baboon, you know, allowing people to come away, enjoy being with other people, enjoy moving, enjoy being still as well, that's another thing, um, and bring that back to the UK. So that's Fig and Wolf. <laughs> Balance is key. I think that will be a, a theme of this talk. Um, I liked what you said about bringing joy to things related to health and wellness. And the idea in some people's mind, I definitely had this at some point, of things related to health and fitness and wellness. It was more of a short-term thing. I'm doing this for a short term. I don't really enjoy any of it. I'm sort of eating these foods I don't really like, moving this way I don't really like because I want to get to a certain goal. And actually a lot of this with holistic health in general, I find, I feel, is it's we're looking at things long term, how to build sustainable, long forming habits. So in order to do that, you need to find things that you enjoy. Because mm -hmm. you, if you, for example, if you, running isn't your thing, but you're told you have to run, you do it for a bit, but then when the weather isn't that great, you're going to be like, I'm not sure what to do. And it's kind of finding movements, finding food, finding ways to relax that you really enjoy, that you can do with people maybe, have some accountability, have some friendship, community. 
um, to make it. So you're going to do this long term. So you're going to live a long, fulfilling life um, rather than just really short term focus about do this to, to look a certain way or for a certain holiday. It's like those things can be great for certain people, but a lot of the thing what I try and coach people on is, yeah, we're not just working on something for a month. It's kind of how can you take these uh, ideas, these skills, these practices and kind of move forward with them, develop with them, adapt. Um, so you can be healthy, have the energy you want to do what you want to do long term rather than just the next few weeks. Yeah, and it's allowing people the space to try new things as well. Because, you know, I think that's probably what we do with the health coaching as well is we think we need to do these things, but it's allowing people to come along and try different things in a safe setting. It's like a lot of people haven't paddleboarded here in the UK. A lot of people haven't been in the sea here in the UK. And it's like providing a platform and a fun environment for people to go in together and enjoy different types of movement or different things here in the UK so that they can go and feel empowered to go away and do that in their own lives or go and do that again. Um, and one thing that really came out of, I think, this most recent retreat here on the coast is allowing yourself to come and try and enjoy different things on a retreat. But then also we provide you ways to then go back into your own lives and create sustainable change. So you'll pick things up on a retreat, like a key thing that we try and bring in with them is intention setting. And that's something that, you know, I never used to do. But now I try and go into each day with maybe an intention or each thing I do with an intention so that I can go, yeah, I feel like I was present in that thing I was doing because I was there for a reason rather than hurtling through life. Like coming onto a, a retreat, there's a reason why you're coming to a retreat or going to an event. And it's allowing you to have your own experience and go and enjoy and do whatever, come away with from the retreat or the event with whatever you kind of set out to achieve or went into it wanting to gain, you know? Um, but yeah, we're trying to kind of tap into the holistic health realm as well. So I think people think of health, a lot of people still think of health in terms of nutrition or movement, maybe mental health now as well. Um, but what we're trying to bring is an understanding of all the different elements that go into your holistic well-being so it's like if you are super stressed what are the tools that can help you to manage that stress you know like meditation is a big one but it's like still to so many people the word meditation mm -hmm. is like boring woo woo sitting in the lotus position how do we and me personally that's the kind of journey and intention that i've got moving forward is how can we make that more accessible and understood by more people because it's obviously as we would know it's not just that it's really like there's so many benefits to meditation that i would just love more and more people to try and understand and then go off and be able to implement in their own lives but it's about how we're talking to people and delivering that information so that people don't come on a retreat and go what i don't understand and it's like allowing them to have the space to practice these things but also really understand how to practice them themselves how to take them away into their own lives how to know what the benefits actually are why they should really practice them and you know then they can make a decision whether it's that whether it's something else they go away and try but yeah accessibility is 
speak for us and also enjoyment. You know, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. For sure. It's about having a beginner's mind and trying new things and be okay if you make mistakes. Like, of course, everyone does that. And you're not going to be perfect first time you do something. And especially with meditation, as you said, there are so many benefits. Um, it literally changes so your brain. Many. And there's so much good science coming out now that many people have been known have known for a long, long time, and it's only really now science kind of catching up with that and kind of giving some more evidence based um, to that. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to kind of know with your own meditation journey, mm-hmm. how you first got into meditating yourself and how that process was for you. I mean, did it kind of click straight away or do you hear about it on certain other people and just start doing it yourself? Or how, how did that, yeah, how did it start for you? It's a good question. Um... I think I maybe went to some retreats. I've been to different events. I was exposed to a lot, I guess, in Sydney. Um, And I wouldn't say I started practicing it that regularly until lockdown. So I think, like most people, lockdown was a testing time. Um, And yeah, I'd kind of listened to some guided meditations online. maybe even through Instagram I think during lockdown there was so much promotion around tools that could really help us during that time and you know I just started to listen more to them maybe do it a bit more with guided ones I found on YouTube or whatever else and then definitely through doing the holistic health coaching course that we've both done um understanding it a bit better through that and then practicing it daily I actually think it's from practicing it regularly in myself and then seeing the impact that that's had in my day-to-day so I always read this I think when I first started practicing it it was like oh you know 30 minutes of practice once every time you feel stressed is much less beneficial than you practicing you know five times a day you know having that stillness that training of your attention and awareness for five minutes every single day much more beneficial than the 30 minutes and I was all like yeah but I was kind of still doing it a bit ad hoc and then when I started practicing you know much more regularly I was starting to find ah that thing that I'd maybe get really annoyed at or really stressed about at work I'm very calm in this and I just kind of catch myself and again that maybe comes from the fact that you're carving out time to be still which I maybe wasn't doing before I'm just kind of on autopilot, go, go, go. As soon as you start to stop and you practice having that time to reflect, it's like you start to notice things. And this is why I always promote meditation as the precursor to so many different health kind of practices and different things we can start doing in our lives. Because as soon as we stop, we can then start to look at the different things we're doing in our lives and then make healthier choices. It's like if we're just running through life not stopping to think and reflect on what we've done you can't see your blind spots you can't see you know that it happened to me the other day you know i had so like a kind of like a fast food for breakfast and i was like oh i'm just gonna grab like a wrap or something on the gun and i was like wait actually what did i have for because it's so easy to forget the choices Mm -hmm. you're making if you're living a fast-paced life whereas if you stop and actually think or carve that time to stop and think which we kind of need to do in this day and age especially post-Covid, where we are just back to chaotic life, which is great and also a curse. Um, 
it's important to have that time to start reflecting and go, these are choices I've made today. How can I do better tomorrow? Or what can I do differently moving forward? Um, and journaling. Love journaling now as well. It's like connecting the dots. So every time I teach meditation, I always incorporate journaling because I think it's so important to be writing down not only your feelings, but also other things that have maybe come up for you. Like I'd always say when I started meditation, and this is the constant pushback I get from people who say I can't meditate. And this was once me as well. I can't meditate. My mind just doesn't stop. Like it's, I just can't meditate. Like I try and then I just constantly think. Our mind's job is to think. And like, that is the point of meditation. So our mind is always going to think, we're always going to have thoughts. The benefits of meditation is that it's training our attention and awareness to come back to the present moment. So we're going to have all of these thoughts. I am thinking of what I've got on my shopping list later. But if I then train myself and my mind to go, okay, that's come up for me. It's just a thought, not judging it, just being aware of it, going, okay, great, it's a thought, we'll come back to that later. You can then go into your life and as soon as you start practicing that and going, is that a helpful or unhelpful thought for me right now? I think that's where the kind of stress relieving elements come from because it's like, ah, I'm here at work, just got this really annoying email, let's just pause. Is that helpful for me to get really mad right now? No, because I actually need to focus on something different. So then I can focus my energy there. So I think that's where the benefits of meditation come in into your day-to-day -day life. Journaling, back to that point, you can kind of write down your feelings, write down thoughts after the practice, like your shopping list, that's totally fine. And then you can go and go away and do something with that, also fine. But then bring the same book, bring the same journal, because then you can then see patterns in your feelings, in your thoughts, start to again analyse your life if you've got to that point and start to make positive changes. Mindset is, is key. I think that's what I'm, I'm hearing from you is Huge. thinking deeply about the reason why you're doing things, your intention, your why behind things, especially you want to make some positive changes in your life. And meditation, journaling are two great things that can help with your mindset. That's kind of giving you that uh, maybe different frame of what your thoughts are and helping you to kind of make different change or direction. And we had this chat before, but mindset is something that I really uh, think a lot about, especially when working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I believe it's something that you're doing as well if you're coaching people as a health coach, is talking about mindset, talking about your why uh, and how that kind of is going to help them start to make changes and get them to where they want to get to. Mm. I guess that's always the start of coaching, isn't it? It's like understanding the person um, and what makes them tick because, yeah, I think I was chatting to you earlier about a client I've recently worked with where they came to me and they kind of wrote down all of the movement they were doing, but they just, their point to me was, I'm not doing enough. Like, I want you to help me do more. And it was like, they were doing so much, so many different types of movement, different types of exercise, especially for their age. Um, 
and it's yeah it's actually making people realize like stop and think you're actually doing a lot of movement and exercise like what other things could you be doing if you want to lose weight to assist that or are there other underlying issues that are going on because the movement's fine is it what you're consuming is it your stress levels is it other things yeah and it's about helping that person stop meditation was actually one of the first things that we brought in with that client to just help them stop reflect and just be with themselves you know i think we all have a tendency to be really hard on ourselves and constantly think you know i need to do more i need to do better like we're a do 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 generation but actually let's just chill out mm. and appreciate what we do do and then again strategize what we can do that works around what we're already doing and what we enjoy yeah yeah i think part of that's having a good network of friends family around you a support system when you're having some difficult moments or just sort of ask them for some ideas uh and one thing i really love about what you've continued to do since we last had a chat is the swimming in the sea every friday 6 30 in the morning we're there tell me about that so friday club has well and truly evolved and i'm thrilled with that um yeah so when we last chatted was that a thing friday club I think it wasn't you were thinking about it but obviously when I last came up I met a lot of your friends and we kind of swam in the sea uh that one time I think you were thinking about it for that one time (laughs) but obviously you do it all year round yes I think from you meeting that kind of great group of people Mm. and wanting to kind of have it on a week definitely a weekly basis with some people um yeah you really try to create that thing like every Friday there's going to be people there no matter what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. And we're going to have a cup of coffee, cup of tea afterwards, sit and chat. But first of all, we're going to get in the sea and we're gonna embrace, do it. embrace we're the gonna nature. Do it. Yeah. I think my main intention has, with the well-being stuff and the coaching has been like, it's all well and good learning things and like reading about what we should be doing. But like you say, health is a practice, not an idea. And so it's how can I help to get people changing? How can I actually create this positive change that I want to make to other people's lives? How can I actually get them out of bed in the morning? How can I get them doing something that's going to help them? And Friday Club was a good place for me to start. I guess I actually started quite selfishly because I wanted to go and do it and there wasn't really anything locally like that obviously in sydney when i was living there there was the cafes opened at like 5 30 a.m and i'm a morning girl like i like i really love the morning culture and it's a much less of a thing here and that's another thing i really wanted to bring back from sydney was the morning culture and the morning dip and that's what i started going on like i'd go and go for morning dip but i was like cafes don't open till eight this is so annoying and the one cafe i found locally that opened at seven was Colour Coast Bay. So I thought, I want to bring this to more people's lives. Anyone who wants to join me can come and we'll meet at, it's now 6.30 down at Colour Coast Bay. There's actually since, so a year on, there's quite a lot of cafes down on the main street that now open at seven, love your work. Um, but yeah, we still meet at Colour Coast Bay. Every Friday, 6.30 to hit sunrise, that changes a little bit throughout the year. 
um, at 7am sometimes when obviously some rides are a little bit later vice versa a little bit earlier during winter which we love um, and yeah I guess just the feedback from the group well it's been crazy for me because winter's a busier time so I think over summer there's lots of people away and consi like consistency is and isn't key it's a place where people know they can come it's happening every Friday so one thing is accountability like people know there's going to be people there and I'll always write in the group ahead of the it happening that week it's like see you at 6 30 who's coming along and it's that group of people you know are going to be there at 6 30 it's easy to like not do something when you've not got accountability or other people doing it so that's one thing I think another thing and a reason why it's busier in winter is it's darker you've not got as many reasons to get up in the morning if you know again you've got other people who are going and doing it you can go and see other people you know you're getting nice warm coffee you don't have to go in either I don't ever kind of force people to go in a lot of people during winter won't and they'll still come down and get their morning tonic of just having a chat having a laugh you know having the crack yeah it's been an evolution and people have kind of dripped in and out we've had people from Germany come over and come we've had people from all over the country drop in I'm not quite the happy pair level yet of the Irish one they were defo my inspo um yeah look it'll only I think evolve from here it's just been it's been good for me as well I think um it's made me get up I think when I started it I was slightly not nervous but kind of when you start something like that you think okay god I'm gonna have to commit to every Friday getting up at 6 30 going down because I'm kind of maybe leading this thing and what's been really nice is there's only been one week where no one has gone down so there's only been one week when no one's been down or like I've not been there or whatever but there has been a few weeks where I've been away for work or I've been on holiday and people still go and I think that's what I'm so happy has been created that community of what I wanted it to be you know people coming down and having a good time together and wanting to go back and wanting to get out in the morning and wanting to get in the sea and do something good to start their day so action that's what it was about action. <laughs> there's a lot of theory involved in a lot of areas to health and wellness and a lot of talk but it's actually what you do really well is putting one foot in front of the other and taking action, realising that what you do is not going to be perfect. And that's that's great because it's about testing things out, trying things out, meeting people, seeing kind of what you can do in the, the time you have, mm. and the resources you have, and just have fun with it. Exactly. And I love it. I love things like that that's just going to grow and grow and grow. And lots yeah. of people obviously are interested in it, but it just takes one person to be like, hey, we're doing this, let's meet and get to know each other, yeah. form some kind of bonds. And uh, I think that's the thing with, um, as we get into adulthood as well, and this is another thing with the retreats, is it's so much harder to make friends. We're, throughout our lives, we're put in social situations, you know, like school, where we're going and seeing the same people every day, easy to make friends. We then go to uni and we create little friendship groups there. Great. And then we go off into the working world and it's like, you know, you make friends at work, but it's like corporate environment or whatever you're doing, you know. And then 
you maybe evolve in like your interests. I know I definitely like my interests and how I am now is a lot different to the, who I was at uni. And it's like you really have to put yourself out there to make friends as an adult. It's much less normal to do that because we're not, you know, put in those social settings. And I think what we really want to try and do with the retreats is create that space as well. Like, you know, you go on a retreat and it's hard to come away not having made a friend because you're doing something and the same, same things together for two or three days. And that's so nice to see, um, to just watch people go away with, you know, some like-minded friends or new people who are really interested. They can go and visit them in their place in the UK. You're like, same with the Friday Club. It's like, it's another way to bring people together and just remove every other part of your identity that you think is you and like your career or like you know your family step away from that and just have some space to just enjoy have a chat have a coffee and you know get to know people fantastic yeah i think we both learned a lot over the past year with coaching uh, clients and doing different trainings and trying things out uh, and it's just great to see I guess what you've been able to done what you've been able to do in a year um, yeah and I guess for both of us it's kind of just continuing on this journey of figuring out how to explain to people what health coach is mm. how we can support people with not just food but holistic health and what that involves and that's kind of different for different people um, but I think both of us really believe there definitely is health coaches is, is definitely going to get more popular and more aware of what they are in the future uh, and just about kind of keeping to spread the message and kind of tell people what they are working with people whether it's one-on-one group setting and um, yeah I, I guess same yeah. as you I really enjoy working as a health coach and it kind of aligns with all that I like to do and what yeah. I feel I'm good at and what the world needs and what I can be paid for. Uh, I'm gonna spin it right here right now because yeah. you've done a lot as well. Let's talk about you for a second. So you've evolved a lot since we met, I guess, on our health coaching course. You're obviously, is this 42? This is 42? 40, 41. Which I think most people only get to podcast six or seven when they start a podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of like graveyard podcasts out there from what I've well, I guess there are, you know, you try six or seven. So I'm, I'm definitely glad. So I'm grateful that I managed to continue it and doing kind of two a month is a, for me, uh, an amount that I can kind of continue to do plus all the other work. Because mm. especially for me, I'm not, you know, I'm working as a health coach part time at the moment. I still work four days a week managing a yoga studio. So that's, it's about balance, you know, mm. be able to do different work plus see friends, family, all of that kind of jazz. Uh, and having time for yourself to rest and do nothing sometimes, which I find hard. Yes, um, don't we all? But and you, yeah. they're great. The snippets that you've done have been great. I think, you know, it's 42 different episodes to go in and listen to, but it kind of, I think they bring yourself out of them as well. Like, they're all different. So it allows people who are curious in different areas of health to come listen and learn. And just reach out to you with more questions. It's great. And then you've got 
a lot of things, lot a of lot things on the horizon. Pipeline. Um, I think what we chat about before is kind of working to your strengths and what I found I'm, I'm good at is sort of having maybe short snippets of information, whether it's by audio or video, whether it's kind of health practices I do on social media, or having this podcast, which is kind of not typically kind of really long podcast, and then having some like uh, points for people to find out more information mm-hmm. afterwards. And same with trying to do more group uh, workshops, facilitate more health and wellness events. Um, coming up next in two weeks' time, uh, I'll put all this information in the show notes. I've got three free health and wellness workshops related to sleep, gut health, foundation nutrition. Uh, that's with Peckham Festival. So I'm going to be their kind of resident health coach uh, down at Peckham Levels. All three events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, 17th, 18th, 19th of September. So, yeah, definitely kind of pop along to that. And, yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's a different kind of setting, doing it with a group of people and how to make a collaboration rather than me kind of telling people what to do in a really kind of like teacher-student kind of way, which I wouldn't do. It's more about being in a circle of people, talking about sleep, for example, kind of what works for different people, what doesn't work for different people and kind of figuring out what things are similarities, what are differences, and coming to some good conclusions and practical takeaways. Yes. And just have some fun with it as well, not keeping it too serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really love the kind of tagline you have and the kind of uh, words you use around your joyful wellness retreats and keeping it full of high spirits, love, uh, gratitude for people. And yeah, that's for me, it's a lot of learning a lot of learning more about the art of coaching and the science of nutrition with my kind of recent uh, precision nutrition uh, qualification I've done. So that's kind of more focused on the nutrition and coaching side of it. And that I've done, just finished level one part of it. Level two is coming up kind of mid-October. Uh, so I guess both by just kind of trying to grow and learning as much as possible, testing things out. And the main thing is doing, I yeah. think, sometimes. That's why I like the tagline of this kind of podcast is health for practice not idea it's mm. something that i struggle with sometimes is i'm kind of all in my head too much and theorize lots of things and it's about trying to put things in action and just sort of uh, go with it and try mm. it out and then afterwards you know, ask for feedback yeah. see what works uh rather than just sort of trying to perfect everything and stuck because there's so many options out there uh but yeah i really enjoyed that and i really like asking people about different health practices and seeing everyone's got you can learn something from everyone and it's kind of seeing what their experience has mm. got them to where they are today uh and i'd love to hear from you if there's one or two health practices that you really kind of share with people you know things that are free or low cost that could be five minutes or more um just to kind of get people some practical takeaways from this podcast if you can think yes. of any well Obviously, I've got to say meditation after the conversation we've just had. Um, I always promote as well at the end of all my practices and teachings that I do around meditation um, to go away and try others because, you know, one, the one that I might do might not hit, you know, you might not get it, you might not like the way I deliver it. That's totally fine. Just please go away and you know don't kind of give up there go away and listen to some on youtube go to headspace go to calm there's heaps of different tools out there now more and more every single day because this industry is just exploding right now after covid um 
So meditation would be one and just five minutes a day. That is all. You can have it stack and do it before you brush your teeth. After you brush your teeth, we've all got five minutes or five minutes before you go to bed. Another one would be... I mean, before, I think like intentions and that kind of whole... Intentions, that... I love that kind of idea. Yes, 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 yes. So that's something that I never used to use. And I remember when someone... I think I went on a retreat and they asked me to set some intentions and I was like, oh my God, what? Like, what um, does that mean? And again, this is where me and Sam really have a focus around making everything accessible and explaining everything and like the benefits of things. Um, is intention setting, and you know, you might not do it every day, but it's just useful to go into something and whatever you're doing, having an intention behind it. And it's like, even as broad as you know we were talking about yesterday chapters and it's like different chapters of your life and like what is your it's so easy to want to go to the next thing or be in the next chapter of your life or be in the next phase of your career you know we always want to look ahead and be in that next whatever it is but we're not there yet so what is our intention of the now and whatever we're doing and this the exercise that we're doing to get there? And I think it's that's such a useful tool to use in all areas of your life because it just allows you to be more present and just to be more focused, you know, and to actually look at, actually, if I'm sitting here and I don't really know what my intention is with this, then why am I maybe doing it? Or, well, I'm here and I'm doing it, so how can I get the most out of it? How can I get the most out of this event, this experience, this chapter of my life that I'm in to thrive and enjoy it and take what I need to away? So that would be my two. Love it. Intentions, having awareness of what you're doing, being the present moment, all great stuff. Um, before we sign off for the day, is there anything else you wanted to share? Plug, of course, I'll put all of your social media handles, email, everything like in the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you have any kind of closing comments, thoughts, yes, so ideas. probably mainly around Fig and Wolf. We've it's been a fantastic year, we've had loads of interest, um, in the events, in the retreats. So, just to note, um, next events coming up will all be published on Instagram, so that's at Fig and Wolf. Um, we've got our website as well going live this month, so in September. We'll have a website for anyone who's not on Instagram. Um, so look out for that. That'll be, if you Google Fig and Wolf, you'll find it there. Um, next events and things coming up are in November, which we've not gone live with yet. So I'm going to hold the cards close to our chest, but we will be publicising that on Instagram. Next retreat will be the New Year retreat. So that'll be in January for anyone interested. Um, and for anyone who wants to kind of follow us and follow the events and come along to one, yeah, follow the Instagram, sign up to our mailing list, which is in the bio of our page. And we hope to see you there. Thanks for having me back. It's just been great to see you again as well. And I think it's just been good to reflect on, you know, where we've come in a year. Because a year seems like a long time when you think, oh, where am I going to be in a year's time? But I think we've both done a lot and I think we've both evolved in the areas we really wanted to evolve in. We've both practiced as well, which you might be saying. 
everything is a practice, not an idea. Um, and yeah, just want to congratulate you for this great podcast and where you've come and just everything that you do. I think it's great. So thanks for a great weekend as well. Bodyboarding was a highlight. <laughs> Bodyboarding in the waves of the North Sea. Yeah, loved it. Very glad I had a wetsuit on though. Yeah, look so that was pretty cold. Two hours we were in there. Two hours. That yeah. would not have happened without wetsuits. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. And um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to have this conversation today. It's really nice just like with podcasts I do, just sitting down with someone for half an hour, an hour. Um, obviously, you don't need a podcast to do this, but just putting all distractions away, no phones, nothing else, and having just like a real uh, honest conversation with people, which we don't do enough these days. I definitely don't. So just trying to use this podcast, part of it for myself, just have good conversations with different people who have different ideas and, yeah, grow from each other, learn from each other, and just have a bit of fun while doing it. So, yeah, thanks, Beth. Love it, Charlie. Thank you. If you want to learn more about how I can help you achieve your health goals in nutrition, sleep, movement and stress, you can contact me at charlietunmore at gmail.com. I am not a doctor, so please do not substitute this information for medical advice. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful and want to support the podcast, please share it, give it a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the practice of health empower more people to take ownership of their own health.